listening to CITR FM 102, Cable 88. I'm right now for the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show. Today on the Nardwar Serviette Radio Show, interviews with Big Crit from Meridian, Mississippi, Mac Miller from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and from Paris, France, Justice. To begin the Nardwar to Human Serviette radio show, though, I thought I would play an interview I did with Cheap Trick in 1997 with Mark Kleins Kleiner from The Sister Lovers and the band Jungle. This is the very end of the interview, and it was with Tom Peterson, bassist of Cheap Trick. And I want to play this in honor of Cheap Trick's driver who was injured in the stage collapse last week at the Ottawa Blues Fest. This goes out to you, driver for Cheap Trick. And also, I'm so happy that Cheap Trick are okay. So here's a little bit of Cheap Trick history from 1997. It's me, Nardware to Human Serviette, and Mark Declines Kleiner at the end of a long interview with Tom Peterson of Cheap Trick, just trying to sign off on the Nardware, the Human Serviette radio show. care about Cheap Trick in the 1990s, Tom Peterson of Cheap That's Trick. That's what I'd like to know. Okay, well, keep on rocking in a free world and okay. do do loot do Tom, do do Tom Peterson of Cheap Trick, do do the loot do Yeah. Well, see, I'm not Canadian. I don't know the ins and outs of the, the you know, Tom Peterson, Bonics. Tom Peterson of Cheap Trick, do do the loot do 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 the loot do Let me get this straight. Tom? Am I supposed to... Re- Tom Peterson of Cheap Trick. Do 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 do. Is this a question? Uh, well, we we don't want to give you any hints. Do 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 do. Tom Peterson of Cheap Trick. Do 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 do. It's been a great interview, you guys. Not quite. Tom Peterson of Cheap Trick. Do 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 do. What what time of the day does this thing come on? Tom Peterson of Cheap Trick. We're live on the air. Live? You mean all over the whole nation? All over Vancouver, BC, Canada. Okay, follow them. Oh, my God. I'm in the the band. I'm playing the keyboards with you. Tom Peterson of Cheap Trick. I'm helping you along this. Do, 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 do. Trudeau. Okay, (laughs) the syllables are right there. How about that? The syllables, that's pretty good. Tom Peterson of Cheap Trick. Do, 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 do. It's still, did you ever run into her at all, Tom? Oh, yeah. You kidding? She was the biggest groupie we'd ever seen. No, she never came to one of your gigs, did she? Oh, yeah. Well, really? We met her through Mick, because Mick was going out with us. He said, you've got to meet up with Margaret Trudeau. Man, she's a wild woman. What did you do with her? What did I do with her? Well, not you, per se, because I know you were happily married, but the other members say Rick, you know. I'm happily married? Well, you were at that time. Uh, no. Okay, well, what did I Mar- never was happily married, even the day of, even my honeymoon... Okay, Tom Peterson of Cheap Trick. Do 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 do. It's not a word. It's not a word. It's like a phonetics. It's yeah, it's a, a phonetic thing. Statement. We shouldn't even give you that much hint. Do, do. This, is, this is Ebonics. You're throwing me off here. Do 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 do. I don't know what the hell you're talking about here. Tom Peterson of Cheap Trick. We're trying to end the interview with a little. Um, how would you we describe? We have one minute to do it here before. Do 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 do
what? Okay, fo follow me. I'm in the band. I'm jamming with you. You use no, you, you you just you, you're not gonna say a word. You're gonna you're gonna do it with your mouth. Do 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 do. do. Tom, oh, Peter Tom Peterson of Cheap Trick. Okay, think about go go like uh, uh, just go uh, uh. just like do you go uh, just, Good Lord, forget uh, that. I'll okay. wait for that. You can't just do one little grunt for us. This, this In fact, that reminds me when we first met Margaret Trudeau. No little grunts, Tom Peterson of Cheap Trick. Do, 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 do. Well, okay, it's well, uh, Okay, you know we're going to do? Hold on one second. You guys are really throwing me off here. Okay. You know, it's pretty early here in oh, Calgary. No, Tom, just hold on for one more second here. We're going to get a caller that'll be able to do it for you. The caller right. will do it for you. 822-247-UBC-CITR. Phone up right now and give Tom Peterson of Cheap Trick an idea of how to end this interview. Do, 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 do. We need a caller. We need, we need a caller. Closure. We don't we need, need Sean in the other booth. We need a caller. 822-247-UBC-CITR. We need somebody to show Tom Peterson to show how to end the interview because I guess Tom, you're from Rockford, Illinois. We have a caller. Caller, are you there? I'm here. Call, call a bit louder, caller. I'm here. Okay, now, do, 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 do. Thank you, caller. Now, caller, do, 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 do. Okay, now, Tom, did you get that? Oh, no, I, I'm reading something here. There's a... <laughs> Tom, please. I mean, the Calgary. You're reading "What American Must please, Die," aren't you? We just had a caller. What American must die. A please call her. Uh, please. I can think of two Canadians that must die. I know that. <laughs> please, Tom. We're ending up here. Do 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 do. Now wait a minute. Start over. I wasn't paying attention. Okay. We're, we, okay. We need to call her to phone back. What we're gonna do is. Can't you just... get a woman to call for a change of pace? What is this? Oh, okay. Okay. Please. Man. Oh please, man. Can we please have a female caller for Tom Peterson of Cheap Trick? A female caller, so they can explain to Tom Peterson of Cheap Trick how to end this interview. Okay, caller, are you there? Ca caller, caller. you turn on your mic, Sean. That would help. Hire a female to call. Oh, caller, are you there? I am here. Okay, now, caller, oh. can you let, uh, meet? Where are you from? What's your name? Uh, Kim. Kim, where are you from? Burnaby. Burnaby, never heard of it. That's where you played the other night. Doesn't mean I heard of it. Um, caller, this is Tom Peterson of Cheap Trick, the bass player. Wow. Now, How about that, boy? Now, can you please um, do 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 do? Hey, Kim. Do. Okay. Hey, now, so let's Kim. Kim. Yes. Have you ever heard this show before? Never. <laughs> Me neither. What the hell is going on? I don't know. <laughs> okay, caller, just hold on here. These for... guys are nuts. Oh, caller, one second. Tom Peterson of Cheap Trick. Now, caller, are you still there? Mm-hmm. Now, just... this has got to be a crank call. I was sleeping, and these guys called me. <laughs> We're still alive. We're still alive. Please, let's just get through this, Tom. We're almost finished here. Tom Peterson of Cheap Trick. Kim, help me. Do, 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 do. Do, 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 do. Do, 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 do. Jim, what happened? It was your turn. It's your turn, Tom. No, work. it's never my turn. Come on, work with her. Work <laughs> well, with now her. now I can't do it. Now I... Do, 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 do. Kim, help me, oh, please. Fine. Together. Will you do it together? Will you lock? Come on, Tom. You're Come letting on. the girls of Burnaby hey. down. Hey, Kim, how old are you? I'm not telling you. <laughs> You've ever been in prison? <laughs> do, 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 do. You're not telling me. Do, 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 do. This is for Tom Peterson of Cheap Trick Callers. Hey, do, do. Now, what is it? Kind of a show is this? Caller, do, 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 do. Okay, now, now you... Tom, can you please do that, please? Remember, remember Shusha, the girl from South America? Remember Keisha from those That's 80s fantastic. movies? That's to remember. Tom Peterson, here we go. Together, work with her, work with her. I mean, her. she had the best show. You remember her, Shusha? No, I didn't actually. Shusha and her friend? We, Kim remembers. We like Square Pegs, though. We really like that show. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. And Brinsley Schwartz with Nick Lowe is really great as well. Oh, uh, Nick was great. Okay, let's go, let's go. Okay. Go, Kim. 
Kim, you do it and and. Should I be working or something, Kim? Should Kim, I be working? Kim, you do it and Tom will end it. This is together. Cheap okay, trick one, and Kim together. One, two, three. Do 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 do. Oh God, he's pathetic. <laughs> oh, wait a second. This is Tom Peterson of Cheap Trick. Somebody else call him Guy. Don't call him pathetic. Go one oh, more time. Let's work pathetic. together. Hey, hey, okay, no, one more time. Kim, take him through this. Do 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 do. Now wait a minute. Just explain to me what you want to do. Do do. Do do. That's your part. There we go. Hey, thank you, thank you, Kim. Caller, are you still there? Kim's gone. Okay, well, thank you, Tom. Are you there? Tom, are you there? Tom, are you still there? He's gone. Tom. Tom. Clients, are we? I'm still Sorry, here. Sorry, there were things. Oh, there. Oh, Jesus, you're waiting to see if we were going to say anything. <laughs> you are you are really good, Tom Peterson of Chief Trick. I was great, thank you, you know. Thank you for going. Sorry it took so long to, to get the callers to phone in and get it going there, but I think we got it all. The phone board oh, lit up. Okay. Brand new album, self-titled, 1997. The self-titled, 1977. It's on, it's on Red Ant. April 29th, I believe, in Canada as well as the States, Tom? Yes, sir. All right. Okay, I'll see you guys later. All okay, right. thanks so much. Good night. Good Bye. Night. Bless up to my brethren, the human serviette. From Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, coming from bigger nation. I'm thinking about my doorbell when you're gonna ring it, when you're gonna ring it. I'm thinking about my doorbell when you're gonna ring it, when you're gonna ring it. I'm thinking about my doorbell when you're gonna ring it, when you're gonna ring it. Yeah, I've been thinking about my doorbell Oh, well When women and children and kids It's not the man in my life, I know And I've been going to mystery Smith Since I respect the art of the show Take back what you said, little girl And while you at it, take yourself back to Woman, I'm tired of sitting here waiting Wondering what you're gonna do I'm thinking about my doorbell when you're gonna ring it, when you're gonna ring it. I'm thinking about my doorbell when you're gonna ring it, when you're gonna ring it. Yeah, I've been thinking about my doorbell.
But I don't need any of your pee because I've got plenty of my own friends. Say all about me. I'm thinking about my doorbell when you're gonna ring it. When you're gonna ring it. I'm thinking about my doorbell when you're gonna ring it. When you're gonna ring it. I'm thinking about my doorbell when you're gonna ring it. When you're gonna ring it. Yeah, I've been thinking about my doorbell. Life it could have meet again In a me house and wait For the bell to ring Push your finger girl and I will give you everything 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 KRIT. Big Crit, welcome to Austin, Texas. Man, I'm good to be here, man. South by Southwest. Indeed. Yeah. <laughs> Big Crit, right off the bat, I have a gift for you. What's this? What's happening? What I'd like to give you right here is the dramatics. Stunned. <laughs> Damn, I appreciate that shit, homie. Oh, no problem. What can you tell me about your attraction to the dramatics? You love them, don't you? And the soulfulness of it all. Like, actually, um, back when I was, like, vinyl, I didn't have my hands on it. I was buying, like, the 20th century greatest hits kind of shit. And they had the dramatics, like, they hold, like, the greatest hits. And so I, I copped that with uh, Commodores and Parliament, stuff like that, as a, you know, 13, 14, trying to sample it. You know what I'm saying? Big Crit here in Austin, Texas, with me, Nardward, Human Survey. And I have another gift for you, Big Crit. Let's go, shit. Right here. Here it is, Willie. This Willie Hutch? Willie Hutch. Whoa, man. Man, that's what's up. You the homie. Yo, yeah, you come to the, sip and chill out me anytime. What's the 
connection between Crit and Willie Hutch? Man, like the mag, like, you know, watching the old movies, you know what I'm saying? That's where I really heard him from. God damn, shawty. Uh, like, you know, Take Care of Mama was one of the first records I sampled from Willie Hutch, which was on, like, it was on, you know, D, uh, DJ Wallace Sparks, Hood Fame, you know what I'm saying? And from there, it's been all love with his music and his passion, because a lot of people don't know who Willie Hutch is, but he did his thing, man, Tennessee all the way, you know what I'm saying? Big credit. Above the law. Man, I have, but I haven't, no lie. I keep it 100. Featuring 187, Cold 187, who's the nephew of Willie? Hutch. Willie Hutch Connection. I got DJ Wallace Sparks was telling me about this shit the other day. What did he say? He told me exactly what you just said. <laughs> <laughs> What's cool that I'm down with DJ Wallace Sparks at? The homie. A big crit. You're from the 300 block? Oh, that's what's up. <laughs> Hell yeah. Mississippi, man, represent 300 block, red line. What's that like, the 300 block? It's the hood. It's the hood. It's one of the hoods in Meridian, Mississippi. But, you know, we, it's just, hey, chill, man. It ain't violent like that. And there's, like, Highland Park? God damn, dog. Yes, Highland Park is right down the street from where I grew up at. You some baseball? Yes, home runs. Now, from the South, when I think of the South, I think of this particular rap crew right here, the Crooked Letter. Woo! The vinyl. The vinyl ain't in here, though. This is the... I, I, it's okay. Display copy. I got you. I, <laughs> I thought you had the vinyl. That'd been dope. No, I took the vinyl so that maybe you didn't want to take the record. You know, you've taken the stuff nicely. Currency took all my vinyl, even if there was no vinyl in actual sleeves. Urge you from bringing the actual vinyl record? I would have took that shit, though, to be honest with you. I wouldn't have gave it back. I got a... Hey, hold on. Can I... Can I... Big crit banner, yeah. What can you say about the banner? The homie. Like, he show a mad love, man. And a lot of people think, you know, the, as far as the music, we're going to get to that. But he definitely a mentor, man. And he really, you know, telling me, you know, the do's and don'ts about the game, man. And as far as just staying in control of my creative mind frame and just putting out quality music. Yeah. So we have you, we have David Banner, you know, Crooked Letters, and we have Boo the Boss Player? Boss Player. Boo Rosini of CTE. So you ain't know his other than yeah. What's he up to now? CTE, he getting ready to drop, I think, with the U well, USDA just came out with the album, so you know, he boo should be on that shit. Big Crit, here you are at Austin, Texas. Who's around you? We're going to pan the camera. Can you introduce some of the people here in your crew? DJ Wally Sparks, Big Sun, Steve-O, Steveography, Johnny Shipes, Johnny Shipes, Rockadopolis, Diamond, Oh, check them out. Sycamore. What's happening? Dodging cameras and shit. Making it happen. Yes. When you're touring, there's always all sorts of stuff happening. When you went to New York that first time, did you really get booed then? Yeah, I got booed. It was, uh, it was a humbling experience, though. And you were saying, like, the outcasts got booed the first time that they were in New York? Yeah, well, Sleepy Brown said that. Uh, I think at the last BET Honors, he was talking about being booed. And Lauryn Hill was booed, too, at the Apollo. So you're in good company, then? Yes. Fuck. Everybody's been booed once or twice, I'm, I'm sure of it. Big Crit, you have a video for all... Wow. You have a video for all grown... Up. All grown up. Didn't I? Do I have a video that? I've seen, like, some all... The booty popping shit? Wow. Like, who's in the booty popping shit? A lot of different clips from shit off the internet. Actually, yeah. I did the song, though. Yeah, they has a video. You fucked me up with that one. You fucked me up with that one. Well, I wanted to give you a little gift, because there's somebody here. Another gift for you, Big Crit, that I know you love, Miss... Check him out. <laughs> God damn, dog. It's Insert. Check out Insert picture of Tierra. What can you say about Tierra Marie? This, you love 
love the Tierra, right? Yeah. I I love, work with her. I want to work with her. Sure. When did you discover her? Ah, shit. Uh, a minute ago. I think everybody knew her from Rockefeller, but she's been on World Star popping hardcore right now. Yeah, I'll work, yeah, work with her. You're from Meridian, Mississippi. In Mississippi. That's the home of PV Amps. PV Amps are from there. Yes. He putting y'all up on history, man. Y'all got it fucked up. Y'all out here rocking out. Don't even know where them amps come from. Meridian, Mississippi, shout out. I love the PV. And you, Big Crit, speaking of recording and stuff, you know, amps, you recorded in your bathroom? Yeah, something. It was fucked up, too. It was crazy. It's like I set the Digio 2 on top of the washing machine, the laptop on top of the Digio 2, and the mic, and recorded something. In Meridian, there's 97.9. The beat. Joe Montana? The homie. <laughs> Redline MLK representative. Southern Ballers. And that holds it down there? Yes. And 105.7. What can you say about Joe Montana? Has he helped you out at all? Yes, Joe Montana put it down. SB, Southern Ballers, include Moyo, Rock Hole. Yeah, man, we all put it down. Polo. Yeah, you know. The big old eight ball and... JG. How does that play into the Big Crit story, Big Crit? In every way. In every way. Lay it down, lay it down, man. You know what it is, man. Eight ball is like, you got to understand, like, where I'm from, they were rapping my shit that I could go outside and see as far as cars, as far as whips. I wouldn't, I ain't from Orange Mound, but, you know, they really took me to Orange Mound with their music, you feel me? Are you okay? You got your hand there all wrapped up. Man, I jumped out in the crowd and I broke my nail on somebody. I'm bleeding right now, but I fuck with you. Well, thanks so much for your time. I really appreciate that, Big Crit. Anything else you want to add to the people out there at all? Return of Forever, multi-alumni, cinematic music group, Del Jam signee, Big Son on the way, Smoke Dealer, George Kush the Button, go get Pilot Talk 1 and 2. Hey, man. Go support Wiz, Mac Miller, Double XL Freshman. I appreciate it. Feel like a blessing. Didn't feel like I deserved it, but I appreciate it. God is good. Stay blessed. And why should people care about Big Crit, Big Crit? Why should people care? Man, because I'm going to make time with music, and I'm a king remember the time. Well, thanks so much, Big Crit. Keep on rocking in the free world, and do do the loot do Shit, I plan on it. Free world. Free world steak and shrimp. Uh, almost, Big Crit. do do the loot do 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 Yeah! <laughs> that shit crazy. <laughs> Old school flow. Yo, 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 yo. Yo, they used to say, they used to say, this rap shit, they used to say, they used to say, this rap shit, this rap shit, they used to say, they used to say, this rap shit. Rap shit. Yeah, I remember it so clearly. Rapping to my pop about the cars and the clothes. Shrimp and the laughter that I heard about. Like word of mouth. A UGK tape and Scarface. I turn your eye. I was like 13. Thirsty for a good beat. Scoping for a studio. Talking about a spit heat like Ball and G. On that pimp type shit. 3-6 had me crunk on that late night tip. They said. They used to say. Rap shit. It's rap shit. They used to say. They used to say. It's rap shit. It's rap shit. Yo, yo, 
yo. I played ball for a minute that I mentioned. Wasn't in it, writing rhymes on my gloves, so I won't ever forget them. Had to quit it, didn't feel it back in high school. Rather write poems, no for flowing, that's what I do. Couldn't be little Zach forever. Peace to my big brother. Follow your dreams, baby, this word to my grandmother. Well, I hit the streets, tapping out beats, kicking my flow. I overhear the same shit they always said before. They used to, they used to say, this rap shit. Rap shit. They used to say. They used to say. This rap shit. This rap shit. I told them, call me Crit, they told me, change my name. Don't be alarmed if you don't make it, that's just part of the game. Besides, I ain't rapper by dope, nor did I sell it. I guess the story of a country boy just ain't compelling. Ain't no searching for a hit, I just need a meal. Couldn't afford to pay the rent, but passed up on the deal, cause it wasn't right. Sometimes you gotta wait the storm. In a class of my own, but I was scared to raise my arm. Like, this my dream, this my life, I sacrifice it all. Accept my soul in a firm belief there is a God. Watching now when all the other used to doubt, felt my pain and pointed down and said, son, your time is now. I think my grandma pulled some strings on the low, but that's between her and the law I never know. For though they caught me in the spin and complex magazine, double XL, the vibe and whatever in between, it's safe to say that dreams come true, I guess. Don't let nobody tell you, try for yourself. Just know that I was once considered just a dreamer, but I paid my dues and turned so many dollars to believers. They used to say, they used to say, used to say they used to say Mac Miller. Mac Miller, welcome to Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Thank you, man. It's great to be here. Mac, right off the bat, I have a gift for you. Yes. It is a rare Big L 12-inch. I knew it, man. Now, this is special because it's an original Big L 12-inch. An original? Where do you get all these, man? Well, this one's from Beat Street Records in Vancouver, but it's interesting you mention that, Mac. Why don't you tell the people first a bit about Big L? Yeah, Big L, man, that's one of my favorite rappers. I mean... That's really who I was listening to, Lifestyles of Poor and Dangerous, when I was 15 years old. I got street struck, tatted on me, and this is Put It On, which was a huge single for him. And yeah, man, rest in peace, Big O. So this is the original vinyl. Where did I get it? Beat Street Records. But if you look closely on there, there's a little tag. And that's by DJ Kimo from the Vancouver rap combo, The Rascals. Ah. The Rascals, and you might know him because he did the beat for Cardinal Official's dangerous hit from a few years ago. Swag. So this is a Vancouver connection. Not only is this from Beat Street, it's from a legendary Vancouver DJ. It's from his collection, right to you. Wait, freight from him to me? Yeah, that's his tag right there, Chemo. And this is me. This that, that's for you, Mac Miller. This is awesome. Now, you were repping the Big L when you were doing this stuff down at the Shadow Lounge. Tell me about the Shadow Lounge. <laughs> yes. Uh, man, Shadow Lounge is a spot in Pittsburgh, man. It's uh, right right by, you know, that's where I got my start performing, really. That's where I performed when the crowd was like 100 to 150 people. And we used to do like freestyle 
competitions at Shadow Lounge, and it's just that's just like a lot of history for me. That's where I got my whole start. You were into like Supernatural, weren't you? You were doing the Supernatural thing. Can you explain a bit about that? People would hand you something. Yeah, we did. Uh, we did this thing called Rhyme Calisthenics when I uh, it was this little freestyle competition, and Supernat. It was like always someone who was an influence on my freestyling, which I don't do as much anymore. But um, he used to grab things from the crowd and rap about them and rhyme about them. And so when I went down to Shadow Lounge, I, I kind of bit his style and did the same thing. And you got like 8 out of 10, 9 out of 10? What were the grades? <laughs> well, the first, I got the first two rounds, I made it to the finals. I didn't win, though. The first two rounds, I got uh, I think 9s, and then that one I got an 8, and, I, and then I got out on that one. It was pretty good, though. What is your favorite Big L line, Mac Miller? See, I don't want to, like, say the one that, that everyone says. Now, is it this one? Ask Beavis. I get nothing but... Head. Butthead. <laughs> butthead, yeah. I mean, I just love that line, man. I just remember that's from the 98 Freestyle. And that's, like, something that everyone knows is on T-shirts. But that's just such a classic line. It just kind of, like, showcases how witty Big L really is and was. You sampled Lord Finesse, didn't you? Yeah, man, of course. So I thought I'd give you another gift there, Mac Miller, that combines Lord Finesse and Big L. And it's this record right here, Lord Finesse's Party Over Here. Oh! It features Big L having his very first vinyl appearance. Yeah, man, on the Yes You May remix. Yeah, man, this is like, this is crazy. I actually used to talk to Finesse, and because I was wondering if he hated me for doing that beat. But he was actually really cool about everything because, you know, I'm a whole big supporter. And, and you know, people don't know it's the pizza. Yeah, Kool-Aid and frozen pizza, man. That was that. <laughs> exactly. But this is crazy. Yeah, man. Shout out Lord Finesse, the whole DITC. And now, everything. do you have the vinyls? Because I know you probably have the MP3s, but do you have the actual vinyls? Like, am I giving you stuff you already have here? No, this is I don't have vinyls. I'm trying to get a vinyl collection going. I'm trying to get the dopest record player I can. So this is all good. This is all good. And you were Mac Miller here in Vancouver, British Columbia. Yes, that's correct. Canada. <laughs> Canada. No, Mac, does it all go back to Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star? Is that where it all started? <laughs> wow, why do you say that? I thought the song, Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star, Piano, isn't that what inspired you, your friend, playing that? Yes, that is, man. When I was six years old, my friend came over and played Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star on the piano, and I saw him play, and I was like, damn, I need to learn how to play piano. And that's how my whole music stuff really started. So you didn't volunteer that information so freely, did you there, Mac Miller? I mean, Twinkle Twinkle Little Star is a classic song, you know, like, no matter what type of music you like, Twinkle Twinkle Little Star, it's a shit. It is a classic, but it's not as influential as The Rugrats, is it, Mac Miller? <laughs> the Rugrats, yeah, man. The Rugrats, dude, that's like, that was my favorite cartoon show when I was growing up. I am like Tommy Pickles, that's me. And this record, The Rugrats? Rock. The Rugrats rock. Rugrat rock. Mac Miller, I have an address for you right here. 2409 Shady Avenue. What is that? 2409 Shady, Shady Avenue. <laughs> what? Will, help me out. What, what address is that? Who are you pointing to over there? Who's over there? That's my friend Will. And who's beside Will? That's Q. And who's beside Q? That's DJ Money. And who's beside DJ Money? That's Lil Dave over there. <laughs> and Lil Dave used to be in the NFL, right? Yeah, Lil Dave used to be in the NFL on the Vikings, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So here we are, back to Mac Miller, 2409 Shady Avenue. Oh, that's Dice's address? Yes! That's my high school's address? Your high school's address! <laughs> I didn't go that much. I never got the address down. That's 
<laughs> that's where I went to Was school. Is he just Googling it right now? <laughs> no, he just knew. I didn't know that that's the address, really. Yeah. I thought that's pretty well Shady Avenue because you have freestyled before. They say I rap like Biggie, but I look like... Shady. Shady, so I thought 2409 Shady Avenue. That's incredible. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's the street where Alderdice High School is, yeah. What sort of crews came from Alderdice? So it was the Strict Flow and the Edan, right? Yes! 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 You know who Strict Flow is. Ah, yeah, man. Edan, Strict Flow. That's like, you know, one of the original rap groups coming out of Pittsburgh. They went to Dice. Edan, I still work with today. And yeah, he was a part of Strict Flow. And I was like sitting here, and on the way, I was like, man, I hope Nardwar asked me about Strict Flow because Strict Flow is his shit. So Edan ended up with Nitty? What about Nitty, a nasty girl? <laughs> yeah, man. That was, uh, that was the first artist that Benji from Rostrum signed that with that single Nasty Girl, yeah. What about the government puffing on the perp? <laughs> yeah, the government, man. That's that's some classic Pittsburgh stuff, man. That's from Boaz, right? Right, Boaz, that's money, hard times. You know, shout out to government. That was like the classic song of like when we used to smoke when I was like middle school, high school, driving around smoking blunts, it was the puffing on the perp. When you were in high school, was Wiz in high school too? Did you actually see him in high school? No, he's he's, he's too old. Because I guess I was curious about that because I noticed they had the Wiz musical when he was in high school, and I was wondering if he was in the Wiz. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I don't think so. I didn't. I didn't actually go to school with him. No, he was a. Uh, he graduated before I, I got there. Did you go with the Footloose as well? Because they had the Footloose musical happening during your time. Did you do any musicals? No, I wasn't a musical guy. I wasn't, I mean, I, I, you know, I support the musical program, but, uh, nice I, answer. yeah, you know, I, th I like it, you know, I think kids should get into that, but I was never in musicals. Now back to Alderdice, what about the Deadly Scribes? You heard about them way, way, way back? Yeah, that's way, way, way back. I, I know about the Deadly Scribes, but I, I guarantee my homie Will could probably tell you everything. Let me get Will over here. Will, come on over tell him about the Deadly Scribes, man. <laughs> come on, Will, let's go, Will. Willie Wiss, what's up with the Deadly Scribes, Will? Shout out the Deadly Scribes, shout out my man Dose Noun. Yeah. This is all Alderdice High School, right? A little background for the people, all the crews. Who are all the crews that have come from there? Uh, well, you know, Deadly Scribes, Strict Flow, Wiz, Mac. I don't know, there's a whole bunch of producers, you know, all t business people, everyone's involved with hip-hop that comes from that school. Right? <laughs> Will's yeah. getting interviewed, Will's getting interviewed. <laughs> Thank you, Will, for the help. You're welcome, you're welcome. <laughs> and now we go back for some more history there, Mac Miller, with Mac Miller and Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Yeah, British Columbia, Canada, yeah. I love that in your video, you have some props too, son of... Oh, yeah, fucking Berserk, man. I got that record because when I went to... Uh, A bit back. Can you explain to the people again? In your video for... Senior Skip Day. What's happening to the people who haven't seen it? The 15... Well, how many people have seen it? I think it's 11, 12 million now. 12 million now. So they, 12 million people have seen possibly... Son of Berserk. Actually, how I came across this record, I'm not going to front like I was a huge Son of Berserk fan, but I was in a Jerry's record store going through records, and I saw that record. I was like, man, this shit looks funky as hell. And I put on a record and I listened to it. I was like, this is crazy as hell. And I just kind of brought it back because I was, thought it just looked cool and it sounded cool and it was just dope. Have they contacted you at all, like the Son of Berserk? Because all that publicity, 11 million. I know. I, I hope so. I mean, I I like went back and like researched some after I found that record and like watched some videos, some old school Son of Berserk stuff. So Son of Berserk, if you're out there, man, hit me up. You're also into the rock and roll, aren't you, Mac Miller? Yeah, a little I dabble. I dabble. You're into the Lucy and all you need is love? 
Yeah, man, little Beatles. And I thought I would give you something that relates to them, but not particularly the record. This is the original insert for the White Album for you, Mac Miller. That's your, you took this straight out of the album? The original album, and look, it's not been perforated at all. Completely mint. You're, you're great, man. You just, what you do for music, this is great. Oh, well, thank you, Mac. But also, I have another thing for you. Also, because you, all, you like All You Need Is Love, here's the insert for Sgt. Peppers. Pepper, too? Look at this. This is gonna, my room just got so much cooler. Wow. I kind of figured you had the records, but maybe not the mint inserts. Wow, this is, so you can, like, cut out and stuff like that. I can, I can decorate my room. This is crazy. Look at, I just want to show you. Look at these dudes right here. Look at Lenny. You can put the stuff down there if you'd like there, Mac Miller, with Mac Miller here in Vancouver, BC, Canada. Okay, let's, look oh. at, let's, let's look at these dudes real quick, okay? Look at this man. This, this man is just, that's John Lennon. So just shout out John Lennon, you know, imagine, tattooed on me. Just look at these dudes. They're just great. I just like the Beatles a lot, so thank you. I love the way, too, the collector scum part of me. I love the way how it's never been perforated. Like, if you open it up, look, it doesn't even look like a poster. It's upside down because it's meant to be taken apart. Isn't that awesome? I can't believe you haven't taken this apart yet, man. Because there's more stuff to give to you, Mac Miller. More gifts to welcome you to Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. We're talking about Sgt. Pepper, but what about the chili? Red Hot Chili Peppers. Ah, oh, that's tight. What's this? This is actually a handbill, a poster from a gig they did in Vancouver, BC, Canada. How long ago is this? I'm not sure. It was a little while ago, but there it is for you as a postcard. So <laughs> yeah, that's tight, man. Yeah, Red Hot Chili Peppers are, man, like, they just they just real funky. That's what I like about them. They're real funky. They got a real cool progressive funk sound. I like the Chili Peppers. So we've been talking about posters and records. I'm getting hungry. If I'm hungry in Pittsburgh, do I go to Primanti Brothers? Yes, you fucking do. You go to fucking Primanti's because that's where you get a sandwich unlike any other place. There's been places I've seen that try and copy the Primanti sandwich, but it's a Pittsburgh thing. Now, what's on it? It's like whatever meat you want, the bomb is bread, coleslaw, fries, all that stuff, and it's just big as hell. It's like this big. Like the fries are on the burger, right? On it with coleslaw. Not on the side. Nope, right on right on the sandwich, and you get you can get whatever you want, and it's delicious, so shout out Permanis. And if I'm cruising up and down the street, what about Ritter's? Heard of Ritter's at all? <laughs> wow. Ritter's is like the ill five in the morning food spot. When you're, when you're coming back from the studio or whatever party you're at, and you got a girl or whatever you're doing, you want to go somewhere besides home, you go to Ritter's and get, you know, the food is, it doesn't even matter. The food is whatever the food is at 5 in the morning, but it's delicious, and I love Ritter's. It's like, it's like, it's the ill diner. What about the big O? The O, yeah, man, the original hot dog. You got, you Have you been to Pittsburgh? No, I haven't. <laughs> you look, you seem like you. Well, I look like I'm from Pittsburgh. <laughs> you just look like you were just there, like, last week. Yeah, man. The, <laughs> are you sure I swear I saw you? What right? does somebody look like from Pittsburgh? You. Yeah, I, I, they look like me, you know? <laughs> they're at the big O. If they're at the O, they're having the brick of fries. Is that what the O is known for? Having fries. They're probably dipping them in some, you know, gravy, maybe vinegar. You know, they're getting the hot dog, the original hot hot dog and if you go there at the right time outside that's where i got into uh one of my first freestyle battles which is something that no one i've never told anyone so this is a little exclusive info for you thank you so much mac miller <laughs> no problem man. who did you beat and are they still around <laughs> i don't know it was uh it was a bunch of people because people always gather outside the o and these two dudes came up to me and they were like in a suit and a tie and they were like real uh like hair slicked back jailed up and stuff and they tried to come at my neck so I was like, hey, I can't let you do that, man. I'm Iller. My name's Mac Miller. And then I won. Because <laughs> you are Mac Miller. In Vancouver.
Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and Mac Miller, you love the clothes, you love the records, you love the shoes. You went into a thrift shop in Pittsburgh and you scored some great Nikes? Yeah, I did, because I went to, uh, what's that spot called on Forbes that we always go to? Avalon, that's where the spot, oh, I used to always go to it. But yeah, I got those Japanese tweed Nikes that I love that I'm not wearing right now. I'm wearing some slippers because I'm in comfy mode. How rare are they? I heard that, like, you don't even know how rare they are, because they're really, really rare. I don't... <laughs> I don't know, man. I've never seen anybody with them, and... I don't, if I have, I mean, I'm not going to act like I have some really cool pair of Nikes that no one else has, but I have this really cool pair of Nikes that no one else has. you got to make a video of them and get people to identify them. I'm just going to make a whole video of, of them walking, and I'll be it. What about 720 Records in Pittsburgh? Yeah, 720 Records is another record store. I've, I always went to uh, Jerry's, though. I never really I did. I did we did I ever go into 720? Shout out 720. I know it's a dope spot, but I was always more of a. I went to Jerry's. You went to the Time Bomb too, aren't you? Of course, Time Bomb. Tell me. Home of the 58s. Home of the 58s. Shout out the 58s, yo. Can you, t- you tell the people what the 58? The 58s, man. That's fucking my homie franchise. That's Vinny. That's B Mayo. That's B White. You know, that's that's Ghosty and Vils. There, that you know, that's Will, the dude that you just saw. That's like he be helping out with them, and they're just like. Some ill spitters from the Berg. That's a lot. In Pittsburgh, there's a lot of ill spitters. But I need to ask you something, man. Can you tell me, do you know who runs Time Bomb? Do you know the guy's name? Time Bomb Tom? (laughs) (laughs) No, his name's Brick. I was just going to see, just because if you knew that, then I was going to freak out. I think it's cool that Time Bomb's doing so much for the hip-hop community. It's been around for years, hasn't it? What can you tell the people about the Time Bomb? Well, Time Bomb has been a spot where um, a lot of kids, you know, could come and and get local music because that's what they sell everyone's local music. When I was 15, I went in there with my little mixtape CDs trying to get them to sell them, you know, and I finally got them too, and they've never stopped supporting. You know, they they still have everyone's CDs there for sale, people that can't don't really have money to press up albums and real stuff they sell them anyways for them and have clothes all the independent local clothing brands so it's like a big part of the pittsburgh hip-hop community because they spread it to everyone who wants to know about other artists mac miller another pittsburgh related group i want to ask you about the lone catalyst featuring jay sands yeah lone catalyst featuring jay sands dude this is yeah man they're from they're from the burg right jay sands is from pittsburgh jay sands from the burg and he did he did a record with uh with E Dan and Strict Flow too. That's 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 you know that's how I, I know about them. Are you done with those old school Pittsburgh rappers like Mel Mel and Sam Sneed? What can you say about them? Yeah, man, Mel Man and, and Sam Sneed were like huge in the West Coast movement um, during the time of like the Chronic and all that time. They were from the Berg and uh, they went out there and helped out with the sound and and were a huge part of it. I know, actually, I know. I think Sneed's living in like Atlanta right now, and I don't know where Melman's at. But yeah, that's like a lot of people think that you know, like you know about the people now in Pittsburgh that are rapping or like the first but yeah there's Melman and there's Sam Sneed and then yeah there's a lot of people Strict Flow you know Jay Sands all that Rough Chemistry heard of them? No who's Rough Chemistry? There's something called Steeler Rap Steeler Rap? Or Mac Miller. He knows more about the Berg than I, than he, I do. <laughs> it's messed up. Well, there was another group I wanted to ask you about, Mac Miller. It's right here. It's Greed's Ultimate Nemesis. Gun. Gun. I mean, I see Ninth Wonder right here. Ninth Wonder, you know what I'm saying? If, if I can tell you one thing about Ninth Wonder, to call him, you know, um, a great pr- producer would be offensive to me because he's, you know, the greatest producer of all time. How about Grand Buffet? Have you heard of those guys? Yeah, I have heard of Grand Buffet. They're funny dudes, man. 
From Pittsburgh? Yes. From Have you seen them play? No. Would you get them to open for you at all, Mac Miller? In a Berg show, yeah. I want to do like a big festival with a bunch of Berg rappers and everything. And you have to invite Girl Talk, too, because Girl Talk, he holds it down, doesn't he? Dude, shout out Girl Talk. Have you met Girl Talk very much? Have you talked to him? Yeah, man. Girl Talk's a real cool dude. He's funny as hell, and he's just like a nice-ass dude, loves music as a genre and all genres, and he's been doing huge things for cities for a long time. Mac Miller, you know you've made it in Pittsburgh when dot, 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 when people show you love. When Ken Rice says your name. Yes, when fucking Ken Rice says my name, dude. I was on the fucking local news, man. You Who is Ken Rice? The mustache guy. <laughs> Ken Rice. Ken Rice is uh, is a news reporter from on KDKA, which is a local channel and uh, news channel for, yeah. And he said my name. I grew up, you know, watching him give me the news. And at some point, he decided to say that I was repping for my city. So it was pretty cool. I love the enthusiasm in which you say that. I was in the local news. I was. Like, that, not MTV. I was on the local news. Like, he's representing Ken Rice. That's what I'm saying. I mean, like, don't get me wrong. MTV was sweet and everything. All that stuff is cool and crazy. But, you know, uh, the local news was, like, wild for me because that's, like, I, you know, I grew up, you know, and I watched the local news, and I never thought I'd see myself on there. Neither did I think I'd see myself on MTV, but, you know, local news, man. Mac Miller, Pittsburgh, Christina Aguilera, she lives around there, doesn't she? Yeah, I think she's from Monroeville, isn't she? Wexford. Wexford. She's from Wexford, which is, like, used to stalk her house, Q. Oh, sorry. Q used to stalk her house. But, yeah, Christina Aguilera grew up from Pittsburgh, and, uh, yeah, she's, she got things. And Brett Michaels from Poison, he lives in the area, too, I think. Really? Yeah, Brett Michaels, you know? Wow. He's from Pittsburgh? That's nuts. Where do you know where he grew up in? This could be like an amazing... I think just on the outskirts of the city, but you could have an amazing gig with some Pittsburgh stuff, couldn't you? Oh, people don't even know, though. Like, you, if you ask people who is from Pittsburgh, they would not tell you all these people, but, you know, they're great. Pittsburgh's awesome. How about the princess of Pittsburgh? Who might that be? Oh, the little girl that was on the... Is that who you're talking about? Well, there's some girl called Kelly Mays, the rapper. <laughs> Kelly Mays, yeah. Shout out Kelly Mays. This is wild. I thought you were talking about the girl that was on America's Got Talent. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's from Pittsburgh, too. What did she sing? I don't know, but she can sing her ass off, man. You see that? Mac Miller, do you know a fellow called Justin Dobbs at all? Where do I know that name? From high school. Why? Did, you, did he say that he knows me? There's a fellow named Justin Dobbs, and he was interviewed by the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. That's a great newspaper, great public. Shout out Scott Mervis. And Justin Dobbs is an athlete, and he was asked, question mark, which Alderdice graduate rapper do you like more, Wiz Khalifa or Mac? Miller? Miller. And his answer was, well, I know Mac personally. He's one of the coolest dudes I've ever met. Really? But <laughs> Is there a lot of butts in the world But I would say Wiz Because I like him better as a rapper Whatever Justin, fuck you <laughs> That's what I was wondering <laughs> I was wondering if you had any words for Justin at all It's like I'm playing man no, Shout out Justin I, maybe, I might know I'm good better with faces than I am with names So Justin if you watch this man and you're actually someone I know, then I'm sorry, but I'm sure we know each other. But that's cool, man. You have your preference, man. It's not a competition. It's all love. It's Pittsburgh, baby. We're all we're all coming up. Mac Miller, what about Beastie Boys? Yeah, I love the Beastie Boys, man. Do you know a lot about the Beastie Boys' history? Have you met them? 
I got to talk to Mike D on the phone, which was a surreal experience. Was he phoning to complain, or was it a setup? No, it was uh, when I, you know, I did the Single Ladies VH1 show. Well, uh, the direct. <laughs> what happened over there? Could you explain? <laughs> Which one of y'all just busted ass? <laughs> and who is that a game for the people that are just tuning in now? <laughs> That's Q, man. That's Q busting ass. <laughs> that's Q busting ass over there, yeah. He's foreign. Q, Q that's, been a, that's been a problem of Q's for a while now. Milkshakes and foreign. So, back to the Beastie Boys. Mike D called you. Well, I got, uh, when I worked on Single Ladies, I got to, um, do, um, the director is Tamara Davis, who is actually Mike D's wife. CB4. Yes. And I got to talk to her. I mean, I got to talk to him on the phone, and he, you know, wanted to talk to me, and it was, like, real cool, because he just supported what I was doing, and he liked how I was going the independent route, and, you know, just, like, building my, from the grassroots and everything, and, and he's just, like, a legend, so it was, like, very cool just to, like, hear that I'm on someone like that's radar. Well, if you ever see Mike D, I'd like you to ask him about this Beastie Boys rip-off band, The White Boys. <laughs> now, check these guys out. It's amazing. They're actually pretty amazing. Are they for real? Yes, The White Boys. Pump me up and check out their record. This is hardcore, is it not? The White Boys. It's kind of tight. This dude is definitely the ill. He gets all the bitches. This dude is, that dude doesn't get that many bitches. And that dude might not get bitches, but get, you know, you know what I'm saying? And they changed their hairstyles too. Like, look at the first single here. They mixed it up a little oh! bit. Oh! They went a little more punk rock on this one. I like I like the jean jacket, you know, and the leather jacket and the hair. Was that are those mullets? Yep, those are mullets. Those are mullets. The white boys. The white boys, man. So next time we talk to Mike D, you gotta ask him about the white boys. Do you know about them? Well, he does now, right? <laughs> They're amazing, though. The white boys. Where are they from? I'm not actually sure. I think it might be like North Carolina or something like that. Oh, look at the back, dude. They got all the shots of like different times that they are performing. And yeah, one of the guys plays guitar too. Yeah, man. Go, go. You know what I'm saying? That's what's up. What is? Is this a rabbit's tail hanging from his head? That's that some new looks for you, Mac Miller. Yeah, I might have to steal that one. The rabbit's tail hanging from my head. Mac Miller on tour. You played Los Angeles, didn't you? Yes, I did. Now, did Casey Veggies and Tyler the Creator open for you? Well, no, Casey did. Casey just brought out Tyler, though. And Casey is the homie. That's like my man. You know, he's, if you, you know what I'm saying? He's the beast. That's but all. just brought out Tyler. What happens when Tyler comes out? You know, mayhem. This all goes crazy. It was tight. It was real tight. You know what I'm saying? I got to meet. That's the first time I met Tyler. He's a cool dude. Did he do any rapping at all? Yeah, he came out and did this song. And this is a song with Casey. And he, like, came and, and I, he, like, stepped on some fans' heads and stuff. And also, you got to meet Amber Rose's brothers? Yeah. How many brothers does she have? Man, you're going to get me in trouble. Uh, uh, three? <laughs> I think. I, I just met, yeah, I met I met the fam. Amber's a real cool girl, and the whole family was real nice. We took a picture, and, and yeah, it was just cool. It's just, you know, it's just funny to see that, that people know who I am now. It's wild. You're in Canada here. You played lacrosse at one time? Yes, I did. I was a beast. Because that's very Canadian. Like, people in Canada really don't always get into lacrosse as much as they really should, even though it's like the national sport and everything. But how'd you get into lacrosse? Did you play? No, I didn't play. 
Are you sure? No, I just did track and field. Oh. I came last. We, uh, and I got to go on the track trips, like to Portland, Oregon and stuff like that. How was that? It was great. I went to a great record store down there. Ranch Records in Portland, Oregon. Did you get the white boys at Ranch Records? No, I got some garage 60s rock stuff that was amazing. I wish I did. I could have scored it big time. <laughs> yeah, but uh, lacrosse was because uh, when I was... Uh, Picking a spring sport, I played baseball for a while, and then my homies were playing lacrosse, and they were like, oh, dude, this sport is crazy, way more fun, you can, like, fuck people up with a stick and and hit people, and then I played, I was pretty good, man, I, one game I scored 10 goals, I'm not trying to brag or nothing, but it was just like 10 goals, 3 assists, you know what I mean, all city. No, and then you want to say about little Dave over there, who played in the NFL. Yeah, he played. Little Dave? Yeah, that's the little Dave, the little one. Uh, he played all over, man. He played for the Vikings. He played in Germany. Little Dave, you want to come over here for a second? Little Dave! Uh, okay, yeah, come on, Dave. What's up, man? What up, man? Welcome to Vancouver, little Dave. Thank you. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. <laughs> the NFL. What's the difference between the NFL and doing stuff with Mac Miller? The pay. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'll be paying way more. I'll be paying way more. <laughs> yeah, man. The NFL didn't really, you know, because they were only paying him like a mil per game. And so per show, I, you know, I, I would just throw him like a quick two mil per show. How are the crowds been there, little Dave? The crowds? The crowds are pretty good. You know, we got a few fans that get a little crazy, but nothing, nothing can't handle now, what sort of stuff have you done? Have you ever had to throw anybody at all? Yeah, I threw a few people off stage, you know. <laughs> little stuff that I ain't going to talk about on camera. And, you know. <laughs> okay, well, thank you very much, Dave. Yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> little Dave, that's the man. Lastly here, winding up Mac Miller, Tom Hanks' son. Have you heard about him? Yeah, he raps, right? Yeah, he has that song, White and Yellow. Was <laughs> yeah. White and Yellow. I, I was just wondering what you might think about that. What, what is what? Northwestern. He's got like a whole rap song. Man, everyone made a black and yellow. Did it's you? Like Tom Hanks' son? No. <laughs> I know. Did you make a black and yellow? No, I didn't. But I was pretty excited. Tom Hanks' son did. Have any celebrities like Tom Hanks' son come to your gig? Like, has Tom Hanks' son maybe come out to represent? No. I mean, I would. You know, I wish. But you know, I I did get to, to get to look at Stacey Dash for a day. That's you know. So I'm good on celebrities for a while. But if, if Tom Hanks' son wants to come chill and come to the show, just bring Tom Hanks and Wilson, and we could get it cracking. And make sure they pay at the door so little. No, they're good, you know. Wilson's good. The other two got to pay. Mac Miller, lastly here, thanks for coming to Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Thanks for having me, man. Everybody that comes to Vancouver, I'd like to give a special gift. But I'd like to ask you first there, Mac Miller, the first time you did weed, did you get robbed? Yeah, I did get. How do you know that? Did you, did you, okay. Yeah, I did, man. It was a fucked up situation. Not actually like raw, but some old. I was in fifth grade, you know, and I was getting high. Fucking thought I was James Bond and shit, and started running around the basement. And then the kid that I was getting high with. His older brother came down and was like, how old are you? And I was like, 10, but I'm going to be 11 in a month. And that wasn't enough for him. And so he put me in a chokehold real quick and took my weed. And then I was out, you know. That was the last time I smoked with that dude. Fuck. Well, to bring you up to date with some good weed experiences, in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, we have a gentleman known as Tommy Chong. 
Tommy Chong's from here? Yes, he's from Vancouver, or he's lived here, originally from Edmonton, but still lived here. So we call him our own. I, I heard, you know, I, every time, when I, last time I performed here, all I could hear out in the crowd was people chanting, BC Bud, BC Bud. So the weed here is good. So when people come through Vancouver, I want to give them a gift of Tommy Chong. And I gave this particular gift to Snoop Doggy Dog. I gave this particular gift to Lil Wayne. I gave this particular gift to Currency to Hot Spitter. You got some weed? No, I have the Tommy Chong album with the rolling papers still intact what? for you as a gift, Mac wait, Miller. Check it out. Wait, this is straight up rolling papers right here? This is the official rolling papers that go with this Tommy Cheech and Chong record. Usually the rolling papers are gone, aren't they? Yeah, you can never find good rolling papers anymore, man. These are great. Well, they're usually gone from this record. It's very rare. So I'm giving you the rolling paper version as a gift in this interview, Mac Miller. Thank you, man. It really means a lot to me. This is actually pretty fucking cool. All this shit is pretty fucking cool. I don't want to I don't want to smoke this. I just want to keep it. And I'm not going to smoke it. I promise. I'm just going to keep it just like it is. I'm going to be a collector and I'm not going to fuck shit up and I'm not going to take off I'm not going to tear the Beatles thing. I'm going to leave it as it is. Thank you for remembering the Beatles thing. Yeah, man. I remember it. I'm not going to fuck shit up. It's going to stay in mint condition just like you gave it to me. Anything else you want to add to the people out there at all, Mac Miller? Um I was like, you know, I have something for you. I was wondering if next time I come, could you meet us at the border and maybe help get us in a little, help my homies get in? Well, I think if you show this record, this will be your free pass into the country. Just show them that rolling paper. <laughs> I'll be like, hey, let me in. Yeah, and they'll see the rolling paper is not used. I'll, and I'll be like, I'm a collector, man. I don't even fuck up the mint condition rolling papers. And then they'll be like, wow, you're a respectable stand-up guy. You can come in and all your friends with criminal records can come in. Well, thanks much, Mac Miller. Keep on rocking in the free world and do do the loot do. Do do. Hi, this is Arnold, your training partner. It is important to begin each exercise session with a few minutes of warm-ups. This will increase your heart rate and pump blood out to your muscles where it will be needed. Use this warm-up time to whet your appetite and to get your mind ready for the workout. Now listen to this music and begin moving in half-time. Stretch all limbs briefly and get ready to do 10 knee bends with me. I call them squats and they're excellent for getting the blood moving into your knees and legs. With your feet shoulder width apart and keeping your back straight, bend down until your thighs are parallel to the floor. Breathe in as you go down and out as you come up. Ready now? Down, up, down, up, down, up, down, up. And make your thighs burn, come on. Down, up, down, up. And squeeze your buttocks. Down, up, down, up. 11, up. 12, up. Very good. And on to the next exercise. The next on the program is a wonderful stretching exercise that I call reaching for the sky. This exercise is fantastic to stretch your total upper body and the sides. Go, right, left, right, left, right, left, and stretch, and stretch. Stretch your upper body, come on, and stretch. Right and left, stretch your upper 
Everybody. Right and left. Okay, we finished the 10 repetitions and we can go on without any rest to the next movement. Toe touches. A wonderful exercise to stretch your leg biceps and your lower back. Okay, let's reach slowly down to our toes and come back up again and reach for the sky. Repeat this exercise 12 times. Make sure to keep your knees locked into your legs straight. Get into a nice groove and do the exercise with me. Down, up, down, up, down, up. And stretch your leg biceps, up. And stretch your lower back, up, down, up. Reach all the way down, up, all the way down, up. You can't reach all the way down, then reach as far as you can, but keep your legs locked, up. Two more, up. The last one, up. Okay, very good. Now we do a warm-up exercise for the neck. We rotate our head in a circular motion and we start on the left side. Left side, back. Right side, front. Left side, back. Right side, front. Left side, stretch all the way to the back. Right, stretch all the way to the front. Left, one more time. Right, front, left, back, right, front, and finish. Now we do a great warm-up exercise for our hips and waist. The high kicks. But the important thing is that we kick up as high as we can and keep our legs straight. Okay, let's do it. Left leg, up, right leg, up, left leg, up, right leg, up. Kick with your legs as high as you can and keep your legs straight. Left leg, up, right leg, up, left leg, up, right leg, up, left leg, up, and keep kicking, come on. Two more, left leg, up, one more, up, okay, finished. Now let's do the famous jumping jacks. The best exercise for warming up the total body. Now the way we do this exercise is by standing straight with your hands on the side. Jump your legs apart and simultaneously throw your hands overhead until your fingers meet. Jump back to your original position. Okay, let's do 10 repetitions. Ready, and one, and two, and three, and keep jumping, come on, more energy. Six, and seven, and eight, and nine, and the last one. Good. Okay, let's finish off our warm-up program with a windmill exercise. Spread your legs wide apart and bend over so your torso is parallel to the floor. We begin this exercise by reaching with the right hand to the left foot and with the left hand to the right foot. Make sure to keep your legs locked. We will do 20 repetitions, 10 on each side. Right hand first, one, two, three, four, five. Keep twisting, keep twisting, all the way. 11, 12, 13, 14, more energy, come on. 17, 18, 19, 20, very good. Now you've completed the warm-up program and now your body is ready for the major pump. Check, check, check. We are with the human serviette. Nardwar, the human serviette. Nardwar, the human serviette. Yeah. Nardwar, the human serviette. Check, check, check. All right. Who are you? I'm Xavier from Justice. And Xavier, who do you have beside you? Gaspard from Justice. 
Hi. Welcome to Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Thanks, so. So here you are in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada at the Commodore Ballroom. What do you want to see in Canada? Uh, happy people and fun and tears and blood and sweat. Is there anything you're looking forward to seeing in Canada? Mm, yeah, I guess so. Maybe maple syrup. What do you think Canada would be like? Mm, colder. Yeah. yeah, definitely colder. So it's doing okay then here in Vancouver? Yeah, it's like summer here. But weren't you back east? It was pretty cold back east, wasn't it? In Toronto, wasn't it cold out there? Yeah, Mo Montreal was really cold, but it was uh, all right. We had like some great footage of us like playing in the snow. It was cool. What did the photos look like in the snow? Who was doing what? Uh, we were making like great drawings, like pissing in the snow, but like really amazing drawings. Snow angels, you know, like lying out doing the snow angel? No, 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 no. Stuff that might be on the cover of an album? Sorry? An album? An LP cover, perhaps? Yeah, why not? Also in France, we have a famous Canadian artist that's been hanging out in France for a little while. Do you know who that might be? We have a lot, actually, like the biggest French singers are all Canadian singers. You know, like we have like Garou, Céline Dion, like, like yeah, all the biggest French singers are always uh, from Quebec. And how do they do? Are they any good? Yeah, they are. I mean, even if we don't like their music, uh, there is no like uh, smoke without a fire. And, and if they are like that popular, that means they are quite good in a way. Have you heard of the chanteuse known as Feist? Yeah, we love her. Because yeah, she hung out in France quite a bit, didn't she? Yeah, yeah, we love her. Did she ever see you in France? Have you met Feist at all? No, we, we've been, uh, we, we have seen her live uh, a few years ago. But uh, I, 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 we, we know she's living like not far from uh, our flat. We're not stalkers. Huh? <laughs> but we've been to her concert, yeah, it was cool. Because I was wondering, your big hit dance, the lyrics go, and I was wondering if this is perhaps props to Feist, because the lyrics go, do the D-A-N-C-E. One, two, three, four... Fight. Ah, I think you say one, two, three, four... Feist. Feist! Could that be? Because when I'm listening, is that props to Feist? <laughs> totally. Like, if ever you see us, it's props to you, Feist, because we love you. One, two, three, four... Feist. To Feist. When you were actually doing that song, you instructed the choir to sing slightly off, didn't you? The lead, the eight-year-old. Like, yeah, we wrote the score with like um, mistakes in the score but like not big mistakes you know, they are just like some kind of notes that end up like half a tone or like too high or too low just for the voice to be like not so perfect because Ooh. even if they were like uh, kid singers they are professionals that means you give you give them a score and they sing exactly what is on the score so we had to cheat a bit and to write like mistakes on the score yeah and that's what i was kind of thinking you're kind of tricky you know justice are kind of tricky so with one two three four feist i thought maybe you wrote down feist for the singer to sing that might be, uh, yeah, that, this is a way to see it, yeah. Uh, we're okay with that. And which is amazing because Feist's big hit is one, two, three, four. Four, but now one, two, three, four. Feist. Feist with Justice. Justice, you know, I'm talking to you here now, but seeing you live, I mean, that is really where it's at, isn't it? That is really what? That's where it's at. You know, Beck, where it's at. You know. Yeah, I, I hope so. I'm, I'm, I, I hope, like, we'll see. I mean, the visual aspect of justice. For instance, I was thinking about the visual aspect. Yeah. Like, when somebody goes into a justice concert, they look at the stage, what might be shining really in their face? 
Euh, our teeth. Yeah. <laughs> Your teeth. On a fait la même blague au même moment. Bravo. Yeah, yeah our teeth. And uh, no, but like, like visual wise, we just kept it like really raw and simple. And actually, we just use white light in a really simple way. We don't have like any images, any projections, any lasers or whatever. And we have a glowing cross. The glowing cross. And I was thinking, hmm, Justice, you guys love rock and roll, and you love rock and roll history, don't you? Yeah, we're not like encyclopedias of rock and roll, but we do like it a bit, yeah. And you sample, you know, you're down with history, so I'm thinking, I wonder, could this be, could this be the inspiration right here, and I'm looking really hard here for the inspiration, the inspiration is this, right here, the inspiration. Oh, yeah. For, yeah. Could you hold this up and please examine, what is this, and is this the inspiration, perhaps, Justice, okay. for what is going on here? You get it. So it's like Isaac Hayes, Black Moses. And this is why we decided to make the cover artwork like uh, the, uh, to the, the folding cross inside the the, 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 the CD uh, limited edition is uh, just fold like this. And, uh, and actually, like the first idea we wanted to do was just to put Gaspard here in the cover like this, just like mm -hmm. a Jesus. But finally, we thought we should do something like a bit less referenced and a bit more simple but yeah you get it it's fun because I think you are the first one yeah. to notice it and it's a great album too isn't it like this is a great album and of course Isaac Hayes the chef you know he goes on in popular culture too yeah yeah like Shaft and South Park and Scientology, mm. a lot so, of things. So when I walk into a Justice concert, I'm kind of looking at, I'm thinking of Black Moses. I'm thinking of a Black, I'm thinking it's a cool party for Black Moses, for Isaac Hayes. Yeah, yeah. and uh, I am Yellow Moses, and he's like a White Moses. In Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Doesn't it look like a Benetton advertising? <laughs> no, like... China, white people, black people. Yeah, I would have liked to see him as Jesus in the middle. That would have been amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. And Justice, did you guys once play a gig with two live crew? Uh, we did. I think we did one, but they were not uh, Luke Skywalker anymore because he left uh, two live crew. And it's a bit like having, like, I don't know, like uh, Rolling Stones without uh, Keith Richards or Mick Jagger. But we didn't see them. Maybe it was cool. I don't know. It was just like... Uh, Did you stick around and see the two live crew gig? Did you see it at all? Nope. <laughs> so what's the etiquette on that, Justice? You're playing a gig and you're playing with a band. Do you always stick to the end of the gig? You know, when the gig is on, do you stick to the end of the gig? You mean uh, our gig? Our the whole gig. If there's other bands, do you stick around? Oh, no. no, no, no. <laughs> you don't know? No, no. I, I know we don't. But just because, like, actually, like, it's, it's fun, but we don't like concerts. We don't like to go to concerts and stuff. Uh, or it has to be like really not really good because uh, there's no like bad or good or whatever this is so subjective but it has to uh, really touch us and we are kind of uh, difficult with concerts but, but there are like some concerts we saw until the end and there are some bands we saw like 20 times last year because we love them as fancy that we are support to bring he here as a support or Zongamin like the uh, English uh, Japanese band that was really cool But there are not many. Uh, Cornelius as well. Justice, another thing I was wondering about. You have the song Phantom, don't you? Yep. And I was wondering about the inspiration behind the song Phantom. What can you tell the people about the band Goblin and the song Phantom by Justice? Okay, I'm, uh, but we're going to tell you like uh, a big secret is that we don't know any other song by Goblin than the one we sampled to do Phantom. And it's fun because like 
we just heard that track um, played by Kavinsky in front of us in the party and we're just like shit we have to do something that sounds the same and uh, we just came to him and to say like okay give me your CD so we just can listen to it and, and try to do something that sounds a bit uh, similar and we just listened to the song and we just thought okay like let, let's make it simple just like let's take the like because sometimes better do something straight with the original and sample it more than trying to do something that sounds a bit like this or that's fishy or whatever and, and it's fun because uh, like maybe one month after we released Phantom it seemed that everybody knew about Goblin you know and uh, and it's fun because we had like people coming to us and say like yeah I know what uh, where you take your sample for Phantom is is taken from uh, Dario Argento uh, uh, music we're like okay no you didn't get it like Dario Argento is a director and this is music from one of his movies but everyone pretended he knew a Goblin and and that was quite kind of fun but to be honest we didn't know Goblin before and we still don't know it well there you have a Goblin 8 track that's what I was wondering where you had like knowledge of Goblin 8 track but you got it from the films rather than the actual music yep can we keep that is it a present uh, perhaps we'll negotiate. Uh, is it a present? I, I just want to know it before we continue the interview. Is that a present? Uh, we'll continue on with the interview and decide later because there's some other important things here, Justice, to talk about. And that thing is, uh, I'm not quite sure, Justice, it's time to take the Goblin 8 track. Okay, what are you going to do? I take it and so. Well, I, well, I would. What am I going to do? What would you do? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> I would just say like thank you. No, I, I, I think I would uh, hit him with the mic. Uh, okay, I'll let you hit him with the mic. No, no, because it's your take. It's okay, it's okay. We'll no, it's... Uh, but there's another important band that I want to ask you about. These guys, the Brothers Johnson. Uh, are you a stalker or what? <laughs> <laughs> what can you tell the people about the Brothers Johnson? Because from what I understand, you guys sample the Brothers Johnson, and these are the guys that played on... Yeah, okay, okay, okay. So, like, uh, oh, yeah, we did take, uh, like, the other, like, big sample of the album. So, the first one was Goblin, and that, that is the other one. So, we take, we took it. And, and then, after we got the, the thing done, we just, like, realized that Michael Jackson and Quincy Jones and Rod Temperton are, like, involved in this record. And we did sample a song written by Rod Temperton. And for those who don't know, he's the guy who wrote like a thriller or loads of stuff for Donna Summer and Michael Jackson. And yeah, so that was kind of like, uh, you know, we call them like prison samples. Is that things you sample and if you get caught, you go to prison. Mm. And this is what is maybe going to happen, yeah. But it's cool. We don't regret it. Like the track is cool. And, uh. oh, these guys are amazing. The Brothers Johnson is the rhythm section or the bassist guy that played on all the Michael Jackson hits. Like this is incredible. And you have them on your record now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's true. That's why it sounds good. Justice, when you guys do a remix, do you get to hear all the tracks that are on the remix? Do you get to hear the raw tape when you do a remix? Um, yeah, um, and, and the, 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 the funny thing is that we did remixes sometimes we, uh, without knowing the original. And it's always uh, better like to, to, to begin with a, a clear mind, you know, uh, without knowing the original. What's it like when you do the remix? Like, do you hear stuff that was never intended to be heard at all? Do you hear weird things? Like, you guys did remix. Like, what do you hear that's kind of interesting? Yeah, sometimes we have, like, uh, it depends. Like, there are some people that are two schools. There are people who give you, like, the, just the, like, um, just the, the good takes 
everything like really like acute and compressed so everything is really clean and there are people who are, give, who are too lazy to make it and they're just giving you everything that was in the session of the track they did so then you have like outtakes uh, like a really bad um, like do you hear Britney outtakes or Justin Timberlake outtakes or nerd outtakes I mean you've had access to remixing these people what sort of neat stuff to hear on the Britney tape like just amazing a cappella and actually this was the most amazing a cappella we've ever had it's really cool it sounds really good but because they're professional and they don't let anything like bad you know coming out uh, or everything no no we just had like a vocal text that were amazing you guys are really daring no justice because with the justin timberlake track didn't you guys slightly change it off tempo a bit not off tempo for, for us like when we did the, that remix we didn't know the we didn't know the original track but i mean basically you screwed with justin timberlake that's amazing you weren't afraid to really kind of change it it was just the natural it was, uh, yeah, it was more logical to do it this way so when when we were like uh, just uh, listening to the a cappella we were just like making like this and for us it was the natural way to put the voices on and when, when we discovered the original one that is like uh, not the same um, not the same uh, rhythm not the same groove well, first we just thought like oh shit it sounds so weird the original because for us it was not natural and then we thought like alright so they, they just like got this uh, thing off tempo and they just didn't like uh, they, 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 didn't, they didn't tell us you know they were just saying like yeah it's cool thank you very much and they didn't tell us like guys this is not the real tempo but that means and that's what is cool with the uh, remixes is that you have a million ways to, to, to use like voices or, or instruments or stuff and, uh, and this is what is cool also is that you can do whatever you want and, and it's possible to make like cool things with uh, like bad stuff or to make bad stuff with cool things you know there's always like a million ways to, uh, to do your thing Justice are you guys good at mixing anything else like are you good at mixing soup or mixing cake or anything like that yeah sure and, and this is where we started actually what sort of stuff have you made what sort of cake or soup or batter have you made yeah, I'm really good at a lot of stuff you know I love cooking I do pot au feu crepes stuff like this I can do like pretty much everything when it's about cooking do you like horse meat yeah I do what type of horse meat do you like but there's like just one horse meat that is just like dead horse turned into meat and that's really good yeah like it's a bit touchy in France to eat horse because like uh, horse is like a friend of uh, human beings but I just like so like it it's really good like raw, uh, raw horse meat is really good have you guys eaten any good French food out of France where's the best food that's French of a variety out of France where have you eaten good French food out of France nowhere else. Uh, yeah I guess nowhere 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 else not even close no, 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 no. Have you had horse meat anywhere else except France? Nope. No, no, no. I was curious, Justice. You have a new president called... Nicolas Sarkozy. Sarkozy. And Sarkozy has a really interesting wife. Her name is Carla... Bruni. Carla Bruni. Who is Sarkozy's wife? What can you say about Sarkozy's wife? She's a singer. She's a, she's a former model. Yeah. And she's a singer now. Like It's been like five or six years she's a singer. Yeah, like, you know, it's been a long time. We've never, we didn't go to France, so we don't really know what happens. But it seems that a lot of people are a bit, like, upset that he's marrying a model. But I just want to tell all these people, like, man, if you have, like, a model wanted to marry you, you, you would do it. So let them know worries, you know. Like... 
because this guy is like really small, he doesn't look really good, you know. But then he had the opportunity of marrying a model because he was president of France. And uh, and uh, and yeah, you know, don't lie to yourself. If you can marry a model because you're president, you just do it, you know. So yeah. for us, that's not a big. That's not What's your music like? Would you guys ever remix at all, Carla Bruni? No, but you know, we we the, 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 there's a kind of uh, joke in France about her voice because uh, she, she's singing like very uh, quietly, and 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 there is a kind of running gag of her like uh, see, uh, uh, where, where, when you are going to see her live, she's like she's singing like this, you know. Really I, I didn't even know about this gag. It's cool. Justice, for song length, what is the proper song length, do you think, for Justice? Because legendary American songwriter Wesley Willis, he said no song should be over two minutes and 50 seconds. What do you think about that? I think he's right. Maybe like, the, I, I would say, me, I would say like three minutes and 10 seconds. But, uh, but it's really hard to stick on that. Actually, if, if we could have done like just an album with like three minute songs, we would have do it. But the thing is that uh, as we, we, like our first album, we tried to make like some kind of disco opera where all the tracks are linked together and stuff. And just the gaps take a long time, take, just take a long time. And, and sometimes we had to extend the tracks just to uh, include like new moods that can bring to the next track. So that's why sometimes we did like tracks that are like four minutes or... But, but I think like the longest track we ever did was five minutes. How about when Justice is up on stage? Do you guys speak much when you're on stage? How much speaking should there be at a rock and roll concert? Uh, we yeah. A lot. We do speak. We, we don't have mics so nobody can hear us but we do speak. We speak together just... You just speak to each other. Yeah, ju just to be sure that we don't do like um, conflictual moves when we are, you know, because we are like just making like this music on stage and so we have to just like the talking we have is really stupid just like okay we move in eight bars or like don't do that because I'm fucking doing that at the same moment so just go on something else or it's what we do we say but no mics for the DJs then no what do you think about that guys that have mics going alright alright like for instance DJ Funk you've played some gigs with DJ Funk haven't you yeah it's cool but we don't DJ you know we play live so we don't need the mic to uh, entertain people with that. And, but DJ Funk is good, but you have to be a rock star to that, and we are not. We are not really good MCs, yeah. yeah. Who does the lights for Justice? Who does the lights for you guys? Lewis. It's a guy called Lewis. Like, he's a French guy. He's uh, 25 years old. And uh, he used to work in theaters before. And uh, he's really good at this. Like, and that's what is cool is that I think he never, he never like, uh, made lights for concerts before just for theaters but uh, but no he's perfect for us and we're really happy to you know he's almost like uh, the third member of the band like when we do live shows there is like three third members for the band there's the light engineer Lewis the sound engineer we have like he's called like Peter Franco here and Malik in France and the cross the glowing cross these are like the third member aka Isaac uh, no, just a glowing cross. A.K.A. Isaac Hayes. No, 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 A.K.A. just a glowing cross and it's white. Also, you have the amps up there. How many amps are up behind you there? How many Marshall stacks are there? Mm -hmm. 18. 18. Any significance on that number at all, being 18? Yep. 18 is like the, uh, 
the uh, half 36 okay and when you add every number from 1 till 36 you do like 1 plus 2 plus 3 plus 4 plus 5 until 36 it makes 666 do it with if you have a calculator you just add like 1 plus 2 plus 3 until 36 and you have it winding up here justice what is the oaken fold what is the oaken fold the dj move known as the oaken fold i have no idea man like Paul Oakenfold, George Oakenfold. I don't, I don't know it. Paul, Paul, Paul. yeah, Paul, that DJ Oakenfold. I don't know, man. I thought it's like where you just go. Isn't that the Oakenfold? Have you seen people do that? Have you ever just done that when you're no. playing? Like I've heard that there's the Oakenfold. Have you seen people do the Oakenfold? I thought it was like a DJ move. What are some DJ moves at all that you you've seen that, that people do? Not necessarily you do, but you've seen people do. <sighs> I have no idea, man. I'm sorry. I'm really bad at DJ moves. Actually, we hate DJ, so we don't really... Uh... What's the difference, Justice, between a raclette party and a playboy party? Uh, raclette is way, way more fun. Yeah. Why is that? Because you guys played a playboy party, didn't you? So you like cheese more than playboy bunnies? Definitely. Because we're French. It tastes better. Definitely. It's better and smells better. Lastly here, Justice, I want to ask you about this photo right here. What exactly is going on in this photo? Could you tell us? It was like the, the contract signature with uh, Ed Banger. Just after the racket. Huh? Just after the racket when we got signed to Pedro. And yeah, this has the kind of thing you have to do. I don't know, we're in Australia, we're shooting like for a magazine called Oyster. I think we're just pretty drunk and we're just like... Uh, what exactly are you doing there? I'm posing. And pulling? Huh? Posing and pulling? Mm, yeah, no, it's just a pose. And what exactly are you doing there, Mr. Justice Number 2? Uh, I guess it's pretty obvious, so... Don't call him Justice Number 2. Justice Number 1. You're both number one. Actually, yeah. How do you guys do that? Number one, number one. Like, is there a number one? Is it just double number ones? It's a double number. No, double number two. Actually, because there's three. Because there's three groups, right? Actually, three times two, six. No, no, no. Well, just like, okay, double number one sounds cool, yeah. Justice, anything else you want to add to the people out there at all? Uh, you know uh, 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 that uh, French uh, TV show about like uh, science and stuff that's called E equals M6 and that's a guy called Mac Lesgy and you should google it because you look like him it's fun it's like Mac M-A-C Lesgy L-E-S-G-Y uh, and, uh, and it's fun it's fun he's like a star he's a superstar in France and you just look like him you could be his brother it's fun oh well thank you very much I appreciate that justice Thanks. Why should people care about justice? Why should people care, you think? They shouldn't. They should, like, find something better to listen to. Or... Well, thanks so much, Justice. Keep on rocking in the free world, and do 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 Bang. Bang. 